AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hello and welcome back to Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. I am your host, Movie Mike. A bit of a different episode for you today. I want to talk about all the major things that came out of CinemaCon this past week. So much big movie news that this is the kind of stuff that excites me. So I wanted to share with you today. I have my top 10 things that you should be excited about too. And in this week's movie review, probably the most requested movie I've had sent in, and I've been waiting for a while to review it now, I'll talk about everything, everywhere, all at once, and in the trailer park, there's a new Rebel Wilson movie coming out on Netflix called Senior Year, so so much fun things to talk about this week. Shout out to the Monday Morning Movie Crew. If you're here, you know what it is. Let's talk movies. In a world where everyone and their mother has a podcast. One man stands to infiltrate the ears of listeners like never before in a movie podcast. A man with so much movie knowledge, he's basically like a walking IMDb with glasses. From the Nashville Podcast Network, this is Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. This is the kind of stuff that excites me. This is the reason I started this podcast, to be able to talk about all the new movies coming out every single year. And what just went down last week was something called CinemaCon, which happens in Vegas. It had been shut down for a while because of COVID. But what it is, it's the largest and most important gathering of movie theater owners from all over the world. They all come to Vegas and all the movie studios are there showing off all their projects coming within the next year or a couple years, basically as a way of like, here's all the cool things coming to your theaters. So if you've seen some things posted about this online and wondering where are all these movie trailers, they're just showing them at CinemaCon. We don't get to see them yet. You basically have to own a movie theater to see all these things, but I've been following along with the news. So I put together my list of the top 10 things we should be excited about. One, maybe not so much. 
but I'll get to that later in the list. So first up, Sony announced a new Spider-Man spinoff movie starring Bad Bunny. It's called El Muerto. And I've been saying this for a very long time now, is I've always wanted a Mexican superhero. We haven't had one yet, but it finally happened and we are getting Marvel's first Latino live action lead. And I think that's really important to me. And also it's cool seeing Bad Bunny now kind of stepping into this whole actor realm because when I saw him in the movie trailer for Bullet Train, I was wondering if that was like a real thing, if he's really going to try to do this. But now as him being announced as El Muerto, I'm excited to see it. The only thing that skews and makes me a little less excited is that it's from the Sony side of Marvel and not the Disney side. So the Sony Marvel movies are always a little bit hit or miss, like with Morbius, like with the Venom movies, what they did with the Amazing Spider-Man. Sometimes the story just isn't there. Disney Marvel movies have a very smaller failure rate. So the only thing making me a little less excited about that is it's coming from Sony. So this movie set to come out on January 12th, 2024. And in the comic books, El Muerto, his name is Juan Carlos Sanchez. He is a super-powered Mexican luchador, which is a wrestler, and he wears this magical mask that has been passed down in his family. And long story short, what happens is Juan Carlos eventually challenges Spider-Man to a wrestling match. So if it follows the comic books, that's kind of what we have to expect. But Bad Bunny is from Puerto Rico, so I don't know if they're going to make him Puerto Rican in this. But either way, we're getting our first Latino lead. And that is exciting. Again, that's coming out on January 12th, 2024. The next thing I'm excited about, keep it in the Spider-Man realm, is the new animated Spider-Man has 240 characters across six universes. It sounds like this movie is going to be massive. Now, the one that came out in 2018, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, the animation in that was so articulate and so advanced and took so long that it seems like this one is taking even longer because of the bigger world they are trying to create. At CinemaCon, they said that they have a thousand people working on this movie. That is insane. I don't think people realize how much work goes into an animated movie. I feel like it's way more than just a normal movie because think about it. You have to animate every single scene, every single movement, every single color has to be accounted for. And in the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse movies, there's just so many little extras and so much little flair to every single action and where it goes between, you know, stop motion and kind of looking like a real live action comic book. There's so much fine detail in it that I imagine it's just getting more and more expensive, but also just taking a whole lot longer than they were expecting, which is why they pushed back the release date. But yes, this movie will contain 240 characters when the first one only had 40. So yes, adding 200 characters to a movie is going to take some time. It's taking place over six universes, which I love that. So they didn't give away a whole lot about what the plot of this next installment is going to be. It looks like it's going to focus a lot more on the life of Gwen Stacy, who is voiced by Haley Steinfeld, a.k.a. Spider-Woman. So I'm into that. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse comes out on June 2nd, 2023, and Beyond the Spider-Verse comes out in March 29th, 2024. The only thing that makes me sad about that and about all these future releases now that we're looking into 2024, 2025 is me worrying that I could be dead by the time these movies come out. Obviously, that's not the main thing I would be sad about if I died. But for me, sometimes I just kind of sit and think of whenever I do go, 
all the movies I won't be able to experience kind of makes me sad. But looking further down the Spider-Man release date, we also have a Tom Holland Spider-Man sequel in development that is still to be determined. Craven the Hunter is in production and that comes out on January 13th, 2023. Venom 3 is also in development. Madam Web is also in development. And other Spider-Man projects include Black Cat, Silver Sable, Nightwatch, and Jackpot. Status is unknown on all those, but there's a big Spider-Verse out there, and I, unlike any other superhero, can't get enough of it. And third on my list from CinemaCon, it has been announced. Officially, a sequel to The Batman is in the works with Robert Pattinson returning naturally, and director Matt Reeves was there for the announcement. He said he is going to be writing this next movie and also directing it, so I'm very excited to see where he takes this story and I had the chance now to re-watch The Batman on HBO Max. And one of my biggest, not worries, but critiques about the movie is I always think about re-watchability to a Batman because I think that's what really makes it a great movie and makes it stand the test of time is how many times can you re-watch a Batman movie and still enjoy it because The Dark Knight is one of my favorite movies, if not my favorite movie of all time. And I can sit down and watch that one no matter what and still love it. And I felt like once you experienced that one time, maybe you wouldn't have that same feeling again. But I got to say, after rewatching it, I might have even loved it a little bit more. And I know I've greatly overhyped this movie by now. And I was even responding to somebody on Facebook who said they were an hour into watching it and asked if it gets any better. And if you don't like it after an hour, I don't think it's the movie for you. But I just enjoyed every single aspect about that movie that I don't care if I overhype it. I think it deserves all the credit. Still don't think it's the best Batman movie ever made, but it was so refreshing and I can't wait for the next one. And it's very often that I say that I can't wait for a movie. I can always wait for a movie. There's always a movie coming out in between another big release. But this one, I really can't wait for. Number four on my list from CinemaCon, not so much that I am really looking forward to this movie, but now I'm a little bit more interested in Avatar 2. They debuted some new footage from it, and they also gave the official title. It is called Avatar The Way of the Water. And what was interesting about what they did at CinemaCon is all the attendees were given, wait for it, 3D glasses and they were able to watch a trailer that was a few minutes long, contained no dialogue, just footage in 3D glasses. So this kind of leads up to what I've been thinking about Avatar 2 is I think what I greatly criticized about the first one is the story really wasn't anything groundbreaking for how much money that movie made and how big it was. It was really just James Cameron's vision, the use of technology that made that movie as big as it was because it drove people to the theaters to see this new 3D style production. And now I feel like he's kind of doubling down on that, you know, giving people 3D glasses to watch this trailer was just talking about recently that I don't remember the last time I had 3D glasses on my face. But according to everybody who watched this new footage, you are again immersed in the world of Pandora. There's some big sweeping visuals of the big crystal blue planet and lakes. There's all kinds of animals like pelicans and whales. And it made great use of this 3D technology. And James Cameron told the crowd at CinemaCon, 
We wanted our return to Pandora to be something really special. We set out once again to push the limits of what cinema can do. And Avatar 2 comes out on December 16th. The most interesting thing about this, though, is I've very rarely seen all the sequels to a movie get announced. Like, I feel like Disney is going all in on this because Avatar 3 is set to come out on December 20th, 2024. Avatar 4, December 20th, 2026. And Avatar 5 is already announced that it's coming out on December 22nd, 2028. So just surprising that a sequel that took so long to get made is now like, bam, 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 here are all these other sequels to it. And the reason I think that this movie will have some success is I don't think Disney would have invested this much if they didn't believe in James Cameron's vision. That is the type of director he is. He makes big movies that make a lot of money. That's just what he does. I just find it so interesting that it's so focused on Avatar. Like, I feel like he's going to get bored of this by Avatar 3, It's just very rare for a trilogy to be successful, but to already have all the way out to number five scheduled out, that seems like a large amount of pressure for a director to keep, you know, revisiting the story, revisiting these characters in new ways where it's so dependent on just the 3D technology. But maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe they'll keep advancing it year after year. The production will get that much better and better. I'm just so curious to watch this movie. That's why. I put this one at number four. At number five on the exciting news from CinemaCon, Timothy Chalamet and the Willy Wonka trailer surprised everybody, which I felt like Warner Brothers really went all in on what they did at CinemaCon because a lot of these production companies were promoting what they have coming out within the next year. Warner Brothers went all in and showed some footage of a movie not coming out until Christmas 2023, But I think it's because it is Willy Wonka, a movie that if you're just saying that you're remaking this movie, people are going to be instantly curious about. And what people said about the footage is that the time period kind of resembles Fantastic Beasts. There's a lot of leg kicking, twirling dancing, chocolate fountains, a giraffe running around through some kind of building or train station. The visuals have a lot of purples and browns, which is, I think, what we expect from a Willy Wonka movie from that first image I saw of Timothy Chalamet. That's kind of the vibe I was getting. I do like that they're going younger with Willy Wonka. I mean, Gene Wilder is the Willy Wonka always in my brain. Didn't love the Johnny Depp version so much, but that was probably a little bit more of the stylistic choice that I felt Tim Burton took with that movie. So now I think if you are doing this movie again, you go younger with Timothy Chalamet. One of the musical numbers played in the footage was You've Never Had Chocolate Like This, sung by an array of characters. Sally Hawkins plays Willy Wonka's mother. And the other cool thing about this is there was a chocolate wrapper that Timothy Chalamet's Wonka reads. And at the end of the clip, it says, it's not the chocolate that matters. Then on the other side, it says, it's the people you share it with. And then Sally Hawkins eats the chocolate. Again, that movie's coming out on Christmas 2023. Without a doubt, that movie is going to be massive. At number six was a very interesting one, and I had already been interested in this movie from Olivia Wilde called Don't Worry Darling. It stars Harry Styles, who she is dating at the moment, Florence Pugh, who I feel is a very up-and-coming movie star in the terms of that I think she's going to be around for a very long time, and she's going to have some very big roles of just the things she's done already I'm a big fan of. 
And this movie is coming out on September 23rd, 2022. And Olivia Wilde brought her trailer. The movie is set in the 1950s. It is described as a psychological thriller, which I love me, a psychological thriller. And at the event, like I said, these are all movie theater owners, big exhibit show, and they all got a sneak peek at this trailer, which isn't available to the public yet. So if you're going around looking for all these trailers, they're not out yet. I'm sure we'll get them here within the next few months or so. But the footage opens with Harry Styles and Florence Pugh's character snuggling in bed. I think the biggest takeaway from this that you may have seen is there's a very intimate scene that happens in the kitchen. And I'll leave it at that. But a lot of people were referencing that scene with the Harry Styles song, which has a double meaning. So you have Harry Styles and Florence Pugh hooking up in this movie. Not a whole lot of other details released yet about this movie, but Olivia Wilde said is it's inspired by Inception, The Matrix, and The Truman Show. And she calls it a love letter to the movies that push the boundaries of our imagination. So I love the cast. I love Olivia Wilde as a director. And I love the idea in her vision here. So that would have been interesting enough for me. But then the whole thing that went down of her being served these legal papers while she was doing her presentation in this big manila envelope that said personal and confidential. She was handed these papers, which she was served by Jason Sudeikis, not him personally, but they are going through some legal things after separating. They have kids together. We're never married, but we're together so long that now during a really big event that everybody kind of took that away more but yeah was served that and the thing that people were talking about more than her movie was that bizarre situation at number seven is top gun maverick had his first full screening at cinemacon in las vegas and it sounds like everybody loved it it's coming out this month on may 27th the sequel is 36 years in the making i just rewatched top gun on netflix And it was a little bit surprising to me that I remember liking that movie a lot more and there being more to it. It's a great movie, don't get me wrong. But for there to be so much anticipation on the sequel now, 36 years later, I was like, really, this one? But that could just be me not being the biggest Tom Cruise fan. But I do think I can look aside from that fact while watching Top Gun because it is a great movie. But this is one of the reviews I pulled from all the people who were lucky enough to watch it. This is from Eric Davis. He said one word. Wow. Top Gun Maverick is absolutely terrific in every conceivable way. The action and flying is crazy intense and continually changes and evolves. You're on the edge of your seat. I was not prepared for how emotional it was too. The crowd cheered a dozen times. It's the real deal. Which everything about that review is kind of what I was expecting except for that it gets a little bit emotional. And there is a little bit of an emotional moment in the first one. So I can assume they pulled something from that now here in the sequel. So pretty pumped about that. At number eight, we have some news from Lionsgate. They announced that John Wick Chapter 4 will hit theaters next year. Comes out on March 23rd, 2023. The plot of John Wick Chapter 4 still remains a mystery. But it sounds like Keanu Reeves is back as the assassin that everybody loves. And he will be taking the flight to the high table. They showed at CinemaCon the first footage of the movie. And it begins in a desert. And an off-screen character is heard saying, A new day is dawning. New ideas. New rules, new management. Then the action quickly starts. And then you see Keanu Reeves' character, as John Wick says, I'm going to kill them all. And then proceeds to, well, use martial arts and do just that. Kill them all. Some other announcements from Lionsgate. 
They did say that they have a Hunger Games prequel coming out called The Hunger Games Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, which that book came out not too long ago. It was a giant book that my wife read, and even though I read all the other Hunger Games books, had no desire to read it. But I guess now that the movie's coming out and I read all of them, I'll give it a shot. And they also announced that Dirty Dancing 2 is on their slate of movies. At number nine... I'm oddly excited about this movie because I find it so interesting. But at CinemaCon, they gave the first look at Margot Robbie as Barbie in the new upcoming movie called Barbie that's coming out on July 21st, 2023. And you think like, oh, you know what a Barbie movie is going to be. Basically just a Mattel live action adaptation of the doll with Margot Robbie as Barbie and Ryan Gosling playing Ken. I'm just intrigued by those two characters and you think for actors at their level and the movies they can take on, there has to be a little bit something else to that. And then you look at the director who is Greta Gerwig, who has done movies like Lady Bird and Little Women, and the screenplay is written by Noah Baumbach, who wrote movies like Marriage Story, which came out on Netflix. You know, these are Oscar-worthy writers and directors, so... I feel like there's going to be a lot more depth than you're expecting from a Barbie movie. I kind of feel it's like whenever the Facebook movie was announced and everybody was like, why are they making a movie about Facebook? That's going to be the stupidest movie ever. And then the social network comes out and you're like, oh, it's actually a really good movie because when done right, even though the concept seems a little bit unusual, cheesy, childish even, with the right direction, the right stories and the right cast, it can be a really great movie. Also joining those two actors, you have Kate McKinnon, Will Ferrell, who are all a part of this Barbie world. No other details on what characters everybody else is playing. And Barbie is actually just one of the several live action adaptations that Mattel is doing. Their other upcoming projects include a Hot Wheels movie, Polly Pocket, The Magic 8-Ball, and Rock'em Sock'em Robots. So hopefully they're setting out to make some really cool, interesting, fun movies. They're not just a way to sell a bunch of their toys, but we'll see. And then at number 10, some other movie titles that were announced. The title of the new Mission Impossible movie has been revealed, and it is called Mission Impossible 7 Dead Reckoning Part 1. Very long title, but that comes out on July 14th, 2023. Tom Cruise was there to break the news himself, and it looks like he's setting himself up to be the biggest actor at the summer box office for the next couple years. The Paramount chief called him at CinemaCon the hardest working and most daring performer in Hollywood. It was also announced that there is a Quiet Place prequel coming out called A Quiet Place Day One, which I think because A Quiet Place 2 was basically the same movie again, and the way I think you continue that story is finding out how it all came to be and how this world was created. Other sequels that were announced were Venom, Let There Be Carnage, and Ghostbusters Afterlife are all getting sequels. And then finally, and it goes back to the whole reasoning and meaning behind CinemaCon, which is it's all these movie theater owners getting together at this exhibition. And a concept that was talked about that is now basically over is the same day release. So movies really aren't going to be released on streaming services and in theaters anymore, they basically said that that was just a way to get through COVID. 
And that is kind of their public enemy number one now. So that is the reason you didn't see a whole lot of Netflix things showcased here because they're not really a part of this. They basically all hate Netflix and they all kind of got together at this convention to talk about how they hate losing money to streamers, which the biggest film studio that was a part of that, which I think me as a viewer and all of us who have HBO Max love that Warner Brothers did that because it really gave me the option to watch some movies that I was somewhat excited about and wanted to see, but didn't really feel the need to get that theater experience to. And I ended up watching more movies because of that. But they did say that that was just a way to get through that time. And now all the movies will come out in theaters and then about 45 days later, come to HBO Max, which is what we just saw with the Batman. I think that's a pretty good compromise. 45 days isn't that bad. If you were never going to go see it in theaters, you get it at home in a pretty reasonable time that it's still kind of relevant. So I'm at least good with that. So I hope you enjoyed this topic this week. If you want to let me know what you are most excited about from the CinemaCon news, send me a DM on Instagram, tweet me at Mike Distro, or hit me up on email moviemikeD at gmail.com. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. I'm late. I'm late. Very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com let's get into it now one of the most requested movie reviews i've had probably in the history of this podcast let's talk about everything everywhere all at once right off the bat i'll say this is one of the best original films i've seen in years so many things in this movie that i've never seen before in my life but before i get into this full review here's just a little bit of the trailer across the multiverse in thousands of Evelyns. You can access all their memories, their emotions, even their skills. There's a great evil spreading throughout the many verses. And you may be your only chance of stopping it. Don't make me fight you. I am really good. I don't believe you. So this is a movie I almost feel not knowing a whole lot going into it made the experience that much more entertaining for me. I feel like the trailer really doesn't do this movie any justice. So I won't dive in too much to the plot points. I just want to tell you how this movie made me feel. But 
At the very root of this story, it's about this woman who becomes this hero, has these newfound powers, and now is fighting this bizarre and crazy dangers from this multiverse, which the multiverse is very much a hot thing right now with Spider-Man opening up that entire world. And now the concept creeping into other movies, I feel like it's the next big thing. When done right, it can bring a very unusual and fun movie. And this movie is visually stunning, not based on a sequel, not based on any kind of franchise. So the reason this movie excites me so much is because when people say that Hollywood is just you know, redoing everything and there's no original ideas. No, here is the film right now out there that is an original idea, an original screenplay with these unique, fun characters. These are the movies everybody should be talking about, but it's these movies that aren't always making the most at the box office. They don't have the advertising. You don't see these on cups at the gas station because that marketing just isn't there, but they are unique stories out there being made. So I will stand behind this film saying that it's one of the most original movies and funnest movies I've seen in a very long time. Visually stunning. I love the cast. Michelle Yeoh is amazing in this movie. Great support from Jamie Lee Curtis. Ki-Hu Kwan, who I wasn't expecting to see in this movie, and he's kind of making a comeback now. You may remember him as Data from The Goonies. He was also in The Temple of Doom from Indiana Jones. He was a kid in those movies, and I think he was one of my favorite parts of this entire movie. And and it's also just a really great theater experience because this movie was effortlessly funny. I think it's the most I've ever heard a crowd in a movie theater laugh in a very long time. And it wasn't because of the jokes. It was because it had such great dialogue and it was just funny in its own way. Very quirky. It just quickly found its footing in the comedic realm and really just lived there throughout the entire movie. And it was just a steady amount of laughter. There was such great pacing. And there are so many just funny visuals and things I've never seen in a movie before. Things that maybe it kind of felt like having a weird dream come to life. You ever just have a weird dream like, whoa, that was a weird thing. Like I dreamt that this thing came out of my butt. Like that is what this movie was. And it went there. Everything from the hot dog hands to the fight scenes to the flashbacks and to all the levels of this multiverse it was all just so refreshing and visually just stimulating, and it kept me entertained throughout the entire movie. With that said, as much as I love this movie, it is pretty insane, so I don't think it is for everybody. There's a lot of back and forth and just kind of visually jarring in some parts that if you're not paying close attention, you may get lost a little bit. And it does take a little bit to really develop into the plot and understand what's kind of going on. But I think that's with purpose because the main character is also confused. So as you're trying to figure things out, she's trying to figure things out throughout this entire unbelievable world. And the most surprising thing is that it kind of got me in my feels a little bit because it is this big, larger than life, unique story with all these fun elements to it. But at the root of it, there has to be some heart and the heart is in there. There's some family drama in there. There's some relationship, you know, trauma and all these things that the character is working through. So even if you take away all the cool special effects and all the fighting and all the kung fu at the root of it, there's a story that I feel is universal and it's just so original. It's hard to compare it to another movie. The only movie 
I kind of had glimpses of was like Scott Pilgrim versus the world. That's a little bit because of all the fighting in it. Some of it in Kung Fu and anime style, but it really just makes Scott Pilgrim look like Barney and friends. It just takes it to an entirely different level. And it's also just really great seeing an independent movie doing so well. The movie cost $25 million to make. It's making a record $35.2 million, which may not sound like the greatest profit margin, but it is an independent movie and is on pace to maybe be A24's highest grossing film of all time, which number one right now goes to Uncut Gems, which, you know, back in 2019, that came out around the holiday season. So it had a little bit of that advantage going for it. This, I just feel, is such a big hit, and a lot of it is due to word of mouth. And you just go into this movie without knowing anything about it, having no connection to anything, and you just instantly love all these characters. You love this family dynamic, and you will leave thinking it's unlike anything you ever watched before. Again, because it is so weird, I don't think it's for everybody. My wife also watched this movie with me. She enjoyed maybe 75% of it. And it does get a little bit long. And for me, I was fully invested into it. She was probably ready to go. But I think it crosses the two-hour mark with purpose. And I always feel like a longer movie, as long as it has purpose, I'm okay with it. And it kind of feels like a good workout. In the moment of it, you feel like, okay, this is starting to get tired. But after you get through that final hump, I don't know if hump is the right word there, but after you get over that, you realize it's because it was trying to take you to this entirely different place, an entirely different level. And I feel like this movie goes there and it delivers. Very few bad things or things I would change about this movie. I think it is an almost perfect movie. So everything, everywhere, all at once. I give it 4.5 out of 5 hot dog fingers. I think this is a movie that a lot of people will put on their favorite movies of all time. And it's one that people will reference and talk about and emulate for years to come. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. I'm late. I'm late. Very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com Time now for the part of the podcast where I break down a movie trailer of a film coming to you very soon in theaters or on a streaming service that you probably forgot how much you pay each month for by now in a segment we call 
It's time to head down to Movie Mike's Trailer Park. And this one is a movie coming to you on the streaming service known as Netflix. And they've been threatening a lot of cracking down on password sharing, which is something they've been talking about for probably the last two years. Will they do it? I don't know. Will it affect you? I don't know. But they have a new movie coming out on May 13th called Senior Year, and it stars Rebel Wilson. She plays a high school cheerleader who falls into a coma before her prom and then wakes up 20 years later, has no idea what happened, and then goes back to school and tries to become prom queen. It's a rated R movie from Netflix. Comes out next Friday. Before I get into what I think about this movie so far, here's just a little bit of the senior year trailer. I think there's been a mistake and I've been put in the wrong room. Dr. Johnson's the third floor. The cheerleader just woke up. Don't mean to be a bitch, but cheer captain. Cheer captain. Didn't have the heart to change it. Madonna's now called Lady Gaga. No. Everybody else has got to go on and live their lives. And what, I'm supposed to just jump forward? I mean, I just found out there's eight more Fast and Furious movies. I want to go back to school, finish my senior year. They can't let an almost 40-year-old do high school. High school was just like yesterday for me. It will not be weird at all. So I like the concept behind this movie. It's not the first time we've seen a movie where somebody falls into a coma and wakes up years later. But this one deals with something that we're all kind of experiencing right now. And it's the need for early 2000s nostalgia, which the 2000s now were 20 years ago. Doesn't really set into my brain when I think 20 years ago, I think the 90s still. So it's weird to hear some of those references and see some of the clothes she's wearing in this movie. And when it shows her high school room, you know, it's scattered with things like NSYNC, Britney Spears, and it's all just things that are kind of coming back to being cool right now. Because everybody who was young during that time is now kind of itching to relive those days. The fashion is coming back. The music style somewhat is coming back. And I think we spent so much time kind of reflecting on the 90s. Now we're ready for the 2000s. And in a world that I don't find a whole lot of movies funny anymore, this trailer looks a little promising. It does give a little bit of cheesy vibes with some of the jokes. But maybe they don't give everything away in the trailer, which I'm into. And also, it's rated R which I don't really look at ratings anymore when I watch Netflix movies. Now as an adult, I just assume things may have language or not, so I don't really focus so much on that. It doesn't really feel like back in the day when you would watch a trailer and it'd be like rated R. Like I don't really listen or pay attention to that anymore. But I think that this comedy is rated R probably means it leans a little bit towards the raunchier side. And if it's one thing we all love is a good raunchy comedy. We need more of those in our lives because when the jokes fall flat, we can always find some funny in the raunchiness. So again, this movie is about Rebel Wilson's character. She's played by a totally different actress at the start of this movie. And then 20 years later, wakes up in this hospital, goes back to high school, shocked by how different things are in high school now in 2022 than they were back in the early 2000s, which is a good sign that we've progressed and grown a lot since those times. High school seems, at least represented in movies and TV shows, to seem a lot less brutal than it used to be in some aspects. People are a lot more open-minded and considerate of the different kinds of people that you would experience and be around in high school. It reminds me a little bit of 21 Jump Street when 
Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum go back to high school as adults and they're surprised by how nice high school kids are now. So maybe that's why I found this movie a little bit interesting because it is a little bit reminiscent of that movie, which is a great comedy. And also Rebel Wilson was probably a lot of people's favorite thing of the Pitch Perfect movies. So cool to see her in a leading role here. Again, that movie is called Senior Year and it comes out next Friday on May 13th on Netflix. And that was this week's edition of Movie Minds Trailer Park. And that's going to do it for another episode here on the podcast. Thank you for listening all the way through. And if you make it to the end of the episode, you know what I do here? I give the listener shout out every single week. And it's usually a DM or an email. But this week, I'm going over to Apple Podcasts and shouting out somebody who left a review. If you haven't done that and you listen on Apple Podcasts, it's very simple to do. Just go click on the podcast and scroll down towards the bottom and you see the ratings and review section. You see all the stars there, which the podcast is sitting at a 4.9 right now, which I'm very proud of. And thank you all who have done this so far. You can also do it now if you listen on Spotify. Hit those five stars. And if you write a review, I will give you a shout out and feature it here on the podcast. And this one is coming to us from username Carson Rocks. And he titled the review, A True Fan. And the five-star review says, As a devoted movie fan, this podcast rules. Some podcasts only focus on big franchises, but Mike mixes it up. The Academy deserves good fans like him. I may be an 11-year-old, but Mike makes me feel like an adult and part of a great community of fans. So shout out to you, Carson Rocks. And for an 11-year-old... That's a very well-written review. I don't know if you got help on that, but I'm going to give you all the credit here. So shout out to Carson Rocks. I know there are a lot of young listeners of this podcast, so thank you for listening. Thanks to your parents for allowing you to listen to this podcast. I'm happy to have you all as listeners and part of the movie crew. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode. And until next week, go out and watch good movies, and I'll talk to you later. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait.
Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.